You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel where I am once again live right now breaking down day two of free agency for your Carolina Panthers, my Carolina Panthers, our Carolina Panthers. And if you ever miss a live episode, it's okay. It's going to be right there on YouTube later on for you to watch back. And you can also listen to it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, free and available everywhere. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back again on Friday answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on Locked On Panthers. And if you'd like to participate, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council. Daily Reminder, as we go throughout the free agency process, the best teams in the NFL draft build their teams through, or in the NFL rather, build their teams through the NFL draft. Look at the Carolina Panthers. The players that they have, they're the best players on the roster. Taylor Moten, Ike Aquanu, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chen. Those guys were all drafted and developed here in Carolina. Free agency is for filling holes, like what the Panthers had on the offensive line a year ago when they brought in Austin Corbett from the Rams and Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens. Now, an important thing to also understand is, if you go out there and you sign a player in free agency and he balls out, him and his wife embrace your city and the entire community and want to stay here, you do everything in your power to make sure that individual stays in your building. And the Carolina Panthers have done that. Priority number one going into this offseason. And Scott Fitter, the Panthers general manager, made it known at exit interviews back in middle of January. Priority number one, bring back Bradley Bozeman. It's no coincidence that the Carolina Panthers running game and offense completely changed once Bradley Bozeman became the starting center for the Carolina Panthers over Pat Elfline. When Bozeman came in, he helped pave the way, literally and figuratively, for guys like Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard to create a vaunted rushing attack under Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes in the final 12 games of the season. He was excellent all year long, and it honestly was shocking to me how cheap the Panthers were able to get him a year ago when they did sign him from Baltimore in free agency. And I still don't understand when having conversations with Kevin Ostriker, the Lockdown Ravens host, who's also an Elon alum like myself, and asking him, how did they let him out the building? Now it worked out. For the Baltimore Ravens, where they got Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa, who's a smaller player, but still a good player coming out of college and had a good rookie year. But looking at Bozeman, he's a stud. How do you, Baltimore, who builds your entire foundation and offense around Lamar Jackson in the run game, let that man out the building? Well, it was to Carolina's benefit. As Bozeman went down with an ankle injury during training camp in the preseason, that hindered his ability to be the starting center beginning of the year, and the offensive line looked really good. They had that continuity. Pat Alfline was actually playing the best football we had seen from him in his two years in Carolina. 
Then he goes down with the injury, and the rest is history as Bradley Bozeman re-signs in Carolina three years, $18 million. Now, I'm doing this later tonight on the live stream because yesterday, this news immediately broke as soon as I'm uploading the show, and I'm sitting there like, knew it, knew this was going to happen, and I'm sure as soon as I get off the show tonight, there'll be more news that breaks for the Carolina Panthers, like finding a wide receiver or a pass-catching tight end, but we'll get into all that stuff later on, and if it happens tonight, I'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. But either way, Bradley Bozeman, three years, $18 million, only $6 million per, have not gotten the guaranteed terms yet of his deal, but that's a bargain, man. That is a steal for a player who's as valuable to this team and this franchise as Bradley Bozeman is for the Carolina Panthers to get him for what, about $3 million last year, was it? To now only really double that annually to $6 million a year, three years, eighteen mil. When his market value, according to uh, Spot Track, Spotrack, again, the daily thing I say, have no idea how it's actually pronounced, it was three years, $36 million, 12 mil per year. So the Panthers are getting him for half what his market value was, according to that one site. Now, his market is his market. And the market that he actually had here in reality was three years, $18 million. The Carolina Panthers now have all five of their starting offensive linemen under contract through the 2024 season. Ike Iquanu going to his second year. Brady Christensen going to his third year. Bradley Bozeman now at center. At right guard, Austin Corbett. Panthers could actually get out of that contract next offseason. They decide to do that. We'll see how things play out. I don't necessarily believe that will be the case. But again, the world will be a lot different 12 months from now. And of course, Taylor Bowden at right tackle. The Panthers offensive line went from being the greatest weakness on this roster, arguably with the quarterback, but one of the biggest weaknesses to its greatest strength. And I am so damn happy about that after all the years of watching turnstiles and a team that could get no interior push when trying to run the football in short yardage downs. That is no longer a concern now that Bozeman's here, Icky's here, Christensen's here, Corbett's here, and Taylor Moten is that stalwart at right tackle. The Carolina Panthers have gotten it figured out on the offensive line. Thank you, God. Now, with Bradley Bozeman staying in Carolina... That meant there had to be a casualty. And unfortunately for Pat Elfline, it's him. He was due to make a $1 million roster bonus on March 19th, which I guess would be on Sunday coming up here. The Panthers saved $4.3 million against the salary cap by releasing him. And they must have felt that the value of bringing back Pat Elfline was not as great as getting some of that cap space, and then potentially going to a guy like Cade Mays as your op- your option at center or at guard, depending on injury. And personally for me, I already told y'all a couple weeks ago, I wanted Pat Offline back here in Carolina because I was concerned about the injury to Austin Corbett. Now, when you look at Offline and you look at Cade Mays and even Bradley Bozeman, Offline according to the website, now his profile has been removed, but he's still on NFL.com, 305 pounds. Bradley Bozeman, Cade Mays, both weighing at 325. And you saw the difference when Bozeman came in of how he was able to pave the way compared to what Cade Mays was able to do when, not Cade Mays, rather, Pat Ofline was able to do when he was the starting center. I got a buddy text me about the tournament game that's going on who's trying to distract me. Um, either way, I'm focused now, but you saw the difference in the run game with Bozeman in there and then Pat Ofline in there. 20 pounds, that is not insignificant. 
And that was part of the concern about a guy I brought up earlier, Tyler Lindenbaum, who actually replaced Bradley Bozeman there in in uh, in uh, Baltimore. And even the replacement for Pat Elflin back when he was in Minnesota, Garrett Bradbury, a Charlotte guy, he's kind of slider frame. He's not, but he's smaller compared to a guy like Mays and like Bozeman. So I felt like there was still a value of having Elfline because he had the experience, although we do know he's not a very good guard and likely wouldn't start at right guard, but just having the option where he can play guard and he can play center and he actually has experience in the NFL. Now, Cade Mays came in the Orbeez package last year as a fullback, did not get as much opportunity because the offensive line stayed healthy throughout the season to really come in and to be a starter or play significant snaps up until what week 18 when Austin Corbett went out with that torn ACL now I do have my concerns about Austin Corbett and whether he's gonna be ready to go week one I doubt it I'm not a doctor Darren Gann of Panthers.com is doing a really good series looking at his rehab throughout the offseason we'll see where how it goes and where he's at once we get down to training camp in August or really in late July but right now I'm skeptical of whether Austin Corbett's really going to be ready to go. And that was part of the reason why I wanted Pat Elfline back here in Carolina. Maybe Cade Mays is probably a better player anyways down the line. So why not give him the opportunity and save some money by getting rid of Pat Elfline? But the lead story here is Bradley Bozeman is back here in Carolina to stay for the next three years, maybe less. Again, need to see the guaranteed money before I sit here and say he's here for the next three years. Could only be one year. Could only be two. But right now, the Carolina Panthers starting offensive line, as far as the totality of the contract goes, they're all under contract through the 2024 season. From weakness to a massive strength here in Carolina, that starting offensive line unit, the offensive line unit overall for the Carolina Panthers. And that is massive when you look at the rookie quarterback coming in here. The entirety of this free agency is about filling those holes, but really building that foundation for him. And bringing back Bradley Bozen was one of those needs. And another one was finding a veteran quarterback. And some of y'all, yesterday, not too long ago, were starting to sweat it out a little bit when you saw all these veteran quarterbacks going off the market. Well, do not fret. The Carolina Panthers finally got their guy. We'll talk about him here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we get there, this is one of the biggest sports betting weeks of the year with the NCAA tournament going on. March Madness is finally back. And, well, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, be honest. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Be honest. How many of y'all, raise your hands, we're starting to get a little concerned about the Panthers' ability to get a veteran quarterback. Early on, Monday, noon, we started seeing, it was slow before we started seeing the, the first couple moves out there, but you saw a handful of veteran quarterbacks get signed the first afternoon of free agency on Monday afternoon. Jared Stidham going from Las Vegas to Denver to hang out with his old buddy, Davis Webb, who's now the quarterback coach there in Denver and will play for Sean Payton and be the backup to Russell Wilson. He's now there. Case Keenum returning back to Houston where he played college football and started off his career with the Houston Texans. Mike White, one of the guys I mentioned as 
a top option for the Carolina Panthers to be a stopgap, to be that veteran backup. He did in New York, had an opportunity to be the guy before injuring his ribs on the road in Buffalo, and now he's gone to Miami where he's making the same amount of money as Sam Darnold, who was in his draft class, and they were picked about 160 picks apart from each other. Sam Darnold now in San Francisco, who could also have an opportunity considering the health concerns for both Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant from a year ago, who was excellent this past season for San Francisco, helping them get to the AMC Championship game, and for Trey Lance, the number three overall pick from the 2021 draft class, who's yet to really show himself as being the guy there in San Francisco. Then we saw early on Monday, Taylor Heineke, our old friend, leaving Washington, headed down to Atlanta for significant backup money as Desmond Ritter is considered the starter there for the Falcons. Arthur Smith heading into his third year, which should be a really big year for him. So it's not just those five guys, but also Jacoby Brissett, who's played for Frank Reich before back in Indianapolis after Andrew Luck decided football, sick of it, don't want to get beat up anymore. I'm good. Bye. Peace. Going back to school and to live the rest of my life in peace and not running away from these massive human beings trying to rip me of the shreds with Jacoby Brissett. Or reportedly, there's interest from the Buccaneers in his services. Also, apparently, the Buccaneers want Baker Mayfield. Good luck with that. So seeing that, you got to start telling yourself, okay, um, Stidham, don't know if he's really on our list, but that's a guy. Keenan. That's another guy we could use. Mike White, okay, he's gone. Uh, Sam Darnold, I saw plenty of Panthers fans who were, like, celebrating as if, like, Darnold was going to be the starter again, maybe for, like, a game or two until the rookie was ready. But if you thought Sam Darnold was, like, going to be the guy, what's wrong with you? Seek help. Taylor Heineke would have loved that to happen. Didn't happen in Brissett. Still a free agent, unsigned as of this recording. But you had to be a little nervous. I know some of you were. I woke up and saw the Heineke thing. I was like, oh, man, okay. Uh, they got to make a move. Well, they made a move on Tuesday evening as Andy Dalton is expected to reach an agreement. Again, 4 p.m. Wednesday, March 15th. That's when these contracts become official. There have been cases in the past where guys have agreed, but then decided, actually, I'm good. I'm going elsewhere. So do not forget that. It's expected for the Carolina Panthers to reach an agreement with Andy Dalton. Two years, $10 million deal that includes $8 million fully guaranteed and a max value of $17 million with incentives. And that is with the thought that if Andy Dalton comes in, he's the bridge, whether it's for an entire season or for a couple of weeks, he could potentially make $17 million. And Dalton... And Darnold and Brissett were probably my top three. And those are the guys I mentioned the most as potentially being veteran quarterbacks here in Carolina. It's an excellent move for the Panthers to get Andy Dalton. Had a fine career in Cincinnati. They went to the playoffs like six years in a row, never won a playoff game, losing to TJ Yates a couple times when he was down there with the Houston Texans and then going to Dallas and being the backup for Dak and then Dak getting injured with that ankle and him starting the rest of the year. Didn't go great for Mike McCarthy year one in Dallas, but Andy Dalton went to well, the Saints last year was fine. He ended up being the starting quarterback. They weren't a great football team. He played all right. But what are the expectations now for Andy Dalton? To go out there, start a couple weeks, and then to pass the baton to the right guy. And I look at Andy Dalton as someone who can come in here and he can be that veteran presence. And this is something the Carolina Panthers absolutely had to do. We already have Frank Reich here who's coached the position, who's played the position, who has won a Super Bowl as a coordinator and who had success with multiple quarterbacks 
in Indianapolis. Now, the record might not have always shown that, but remember our conversation a couple weeks ago with Stephen Holder telling us how Jacoby Brissett played some of the best football of his career with Frank Reich. And even Carson Wentz, for a period of time, was playing good football with Frank Reich as his head coach. This past season with Matt Ryan, who, by the way, the Colts cut, it was kind of a disaster. But Luck, Brissett, Wentz for a period of time, Phillip Rivers, old man his last year. Frank Reich has done a really good job of quarterbacks. Nick Foles, outdoor Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP. Still can't believe that happened. That was Frank Reich who was a part of that. And with those guys and helping them get to those points in their careers during those seasons and during those weeks in time playing football. So you have him. You have Josh McCown, who is still going to be a little green as a quarterback coach. And I do question just how good of a quarterback coach is he actually? Because I, I really have no idea. Outside of having worked with Drake May at Myers Park High School locally and in, I guess, in Texas, wherever he was before he came here, I have no idea. He's played the position for a long time for a lot of teams, so I'm sure he's going to be just fine. It's good to have Thomas Brown now as the OC, Parks Frazier, who at a young age is calling plays for Jeff Saturday last year when Saturday took over as the interim for Frank Reich in Indianapolis. There's a solid foundation coaching staff-wise. Oh, not to mention uh, Jim Caldwell. Remember that guy worked the Peyton Manning back in the day with Indianapolis? Yeah, he's here hanging out, even though he says, oh, they don't need me. No, we do. Come on, Jim. Give us your thoughts on these quarterbacks heading into the draft. And once they get here, help groom them. So you got all those guys, and now you have Andy Dalton, who allows you to be patient. The Panthers, with the defense that they've assembled, now that you've added Shai Tuttle to be your starting nose tackle, and now that you brought in Von Bell to be the other safety, and you're going to move Jeremy Chin up close to the line of scrimmage at his natural position. You saw Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson still here. You're going to add him, sure, another corner. You got Dante, fingers crossed, stays healthy. JC, praying that he stays healthy. The defense can be scary as long as these guys mesh and they figure out what Jero Barrow is trying to do schematically here in 2023. I am not concerned about the defense. I'm not concerned about special teams either with Johnny Hecker and whether it's Zane Gonzalez or Eddie Pinheiro this coming season. I'm not concerned about Either one of those sides of the ball. Now, I mean, there's a little concern about the secondary as long as those guys stay healthy. But either way, and I'm primarily talking about the cornerback room, I'm not concerned about that. Offensively, yeah, there's still ways to go as far as a pass-catching tight end goes and wide receivers go. And, of course, making sure you get the right quarterback. But knowing that you have a good defense and knowing you have solid special teams and now you bring in Andy Dalton, this is going to be able to have that floor for the team heading into 2023. Because I said success for Frank Reich, it could look like playoffs. But really, the most important thing is that that rookie quarterback is making those strides. And we need to see what the wide receivers group's going to look like. We need to see if they can get somebody who can actually play the type of position and catch the football and do something with it before really having a final thought on, hey, what the actual expectations for this team are heading into 2023 and year one of Frank Reich as the head coach. Andy Dalton, though, allows them to not have to rush things. If they draft Bryce Young... They don't have to play him right away. They can play him when he's ready. I think that Bryce Young might be ready because everything I've read, I've heard about him and read about him, the guy cerebrally is right there, prepared to be a quarterback in the NFL. C.J. Stroud, he's been in the pressure situations at Ohio State, already in an NFL-like environment. Look at all the guys that leave the Ohio State University and play on Sundays and have success. Stroud does not have to play right away. Anthony Richardson, we've talked about him. If he comes here and you think about it, the Panthers giving up what they gave up to get to number one and seeing just what the upside could be if you sit that guy for a year, maybe that's the pick at number one. We'll see. 
that allows you with Andy Dalton not to have to play him right away. Or even Will Levis, who's played in an NFL scheme the last two years in college, having more success with Liam Cohen, who's now gone back to Kentucky after being with the Rams as their OC, who he worked with Will Levis back during the 2021 season when he had a lot of success and first caught the eye of Panthers owner David Tepper. You don't have to play those guys right away. And I know there's going to be plenty of people, whenever that rookie rookie gets drafted, who are going to say, play him right away, week one, we need to see him. Okay? Maybe. Maybe that's the case. But now with Andy Dalton, that does not have to be the case. After a week or two weeks or a month, you can take your time. And you have someone who's going to come in here and understand their role. There's not going to be any concern about that. He's going to come in, be a professional, and when they say, hey, Andy, thank you, here's a clipboard, He's going to take his clipboard, sit back there, play with his hair, and make sure that he's not a distraction. So the Carolina Panthers, Bradley Bozeman, Andy Dalton, doing all the right things for their rookie quarterback heading into 2023. But they still need a pass catcher. Or two. Or three. Or four. Or maybe just in a complete overhaul of both the wide receiver room and tight end room. Unlikely to happen this offseason. Only so much cap space. Only so many draft picks. But I think you understand what I'm saying. One of those guys that could represent a pass catcher at wide receiver is going to come visit Carolina. And I think he would be an excellent addition. Just not quite sure he actually would want to come here. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, y'all, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought that you'd make a good GM, well, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory through trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, players slash personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Panthers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, let's take a look at the offseason checklist of what the Carolina Panthers needed to do in free agency. Went over five things on Monday with our Panthers free agency primer. Veteran quarterback Andy Dalton's here. Check. Safety, Von Bell's here. Check. Defensive line, Shy Tuttle's here. Check. Probably need to add another one. But either way, check. Two others. Pass catching tight end. No check. Wide receiver, no check. And so far, what's considered a pretty strong tight end market, particularly for guys who can catch the ball, unlike the ones the Carolina Panthers have on their roster right now, that's moved fairly slowly. Dalton Schultz from Dallas, probably the top one available now that Evan Ingram is staying in Jacksonville. I have not seen him sign anywhere yet. Hayden Hurst, who had a good year in Cincinnati, he's still out in the market. Mike Kosicki, who saw himself in a reduced role. And Mike McDaniel's offense last year in Miami, he's still available. So at some point in time, Carolina, 
knocking these guys' doors. Get Dalton Schultz here. Kasicki, Hayden Hurst, I'll take any of them. Preferably Dalton Schultz, younger, better. Bring him here to Carolina. So the Panthers still need to get that. They cannot ignore that position. I don't think they will ignore that position. Eric Ebron's been vouching for himself. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but I'll take him. I know he can catch the football. I know Ian Thomas can't really do that. Now, Ebron has struggled with drops in the past, but I'll take Eric Ebron even after sitting out a full year. I'll, I'll take him. He's not need to be the guy the Carolina Panthers bring in as their pass catching tight end. Now, wide receiver, that market's also moving fairly slowly. Saw Jacoby Myers, who... It's an, I mean, it's a market of number twos and number threes. There's Odell out there. Is he still really a number one receiver? Ah, uh, I don't know. Probably not. We'll see what ends up happening with that. The Panthers were at his workout. Makes sense. Got better said in on every deal. So, yeah, show up. Do your due diligence. See if Odell's something you want to sign up for. But does he want to sign up here? Carolina not really like some of the other teams he was looking for a deal and I saw someone say he wants 20 mil a year that's insane that's insane if he thinks that's the kind of money he deserves at this stage of his career um so it's a weak market this guy's still out there like DJ Chark and there's um there's players like McCole Hardman who I think could work out here in Carolina there's Paris Campbell who played with Frank Reich in Indianapolis was drafted by Frank Reich in that regime in Indy he would make sense as someone who's got some size who's Got a ton of speed, can be a deep ball threat. Had a really good year this past season after being banged up for the first couple of years of his career coming out of Ohio State. It's not the greatest market. And Jacoby Myers was the one guy I was looking at where, yes, give me that dude. I think he's better than what we've seen. He was a great player at State. Loved him at NC State, but a really good player in New England. They didn't really have a great wide receiver core the last couple of years. Now he goes to Las Vegas where he's going to be, I think, a really solid number two with Devontae Adams and good luck with Jimmy Garoppolo. The wide receiver market is not very strong. But one guy we didn't think was going to be a part of that market is Adam Thielen, and he's available. And Thielen at 32, he's at that point of his career where he's going to go ring chasing. He's got his money. Last time to get a bag here. Don't know how big it's going to be, but someone's going to pay him. And the Panthers could be that team that pays him. And I do wonder if he truly would consider Carolina as a strong contender, knowing that they're going to bring in a rookie, knowing that the wide receiver core leaves a lot to be desired. There's questions about who's going to be the running back, even though running backs, federal minimum wage, whatever. And then they still need to bring a tight end. Like there's questions about that. There's a lot more questions offensively than you answers that you have right now for a guy like Thielen, who's going to probably want to go to a contender. And it's hard to say right here on March 14th or 15th when you're listening to it on Wednesday that the Carolina Panthers are contenders right now. Now, the roster's not set. We know that. It's not going to be set, and it's never actually set. We talk about it, initial 53-man roster that comes out in August, not truly set, but it's not where we would think it will be come August, come September when toe meets leather. Now, now Adam Thielen's going to give the Panthers a chance at least. He's expected to visit the Panthers on Wednesday, tomorrow. Um, the veteran has plenty left in the tank, and Carolina will get a first look. Again, it would be a great move to have a veteran receiver who can run routes as well as Adam Thielen can to come in here to help not just be kind of that mentor for the rookie, but also for this wide receiver class. I still think Terrace Marshall can be a good player. I just have not seen enough so far from the flashes to be overly confident that he's going to start doing that next season, especially with Dalton throwing to him potentially to start the season 
And then a young rookie quarterback trying to understand the speed of the game and translating to the NFL. It's going to take some time. But I think Terrace Marshall can be a good player. We just got to give him – I mean, it needs to happen this year, honestly. It can't really be we we need to give him more time. This is the year to do it because heading into the next season, that's year four. And it's a contract year. So we need to see it from Terrace Marshall now. Having Adam Thielen will help Terrace Marshall. Having Adam Thielen will help Shai Smith. It will help LaVishka Chenault. Adam Thielen is a really good player still. Hasn't had a 1,000-yard receiving season since 2018. He's only had two in his career anyways. And during 17 and 18, that dude was unstoppable. He looked excellent, and he still is. He had 900 yards receiving a couple years ago. Last year, 70 receptions, 716 yards, six touchdowns. He's a good player. Solid option. Number two player, uh, wide receiver, though. And if he comes to Carolina, he, he's our number one. He's still not a number one. He's a number two. He's never been a number one. He's always been a number two to Stephon Diggs and now to Justin Jefferson, who's oh, freaking awesome. And I don't really understand why Minnesota let a hometown guy leave. But now he has an opportunity to go ring chase or to be a part of an ascending franchise, which I think the Carolina Panthers are. Again, it would surprise me if he comes here. But the Panthers, they could throw that money at him. And part of letting go of Pat Elfline might be able, might be, be, might be trying to free up some space for a potential signing for Adam Thielen. I hope it happens. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, I'll be happy about it. And if it does, and you're like, hey, Julian, you were wrong, go ahead, fine. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to be happy about Adam Thielen being here in Carolina. I just, if I'm 32 years old, and I've played in Minnesota, and I've gone to the playoffs, and I've been one game away from the Super Bowl, personally, I'm not signing up for the situation here in Carolina. But we got to see what this market is. If this is the best offer for him and the best opportunity for him to be a, a, in a better role, then good. Good for Thielen and good for Carolina and good for, more impo- most importantly, the rookie quarterback here in Carolina. Now, Javon Bell, his contract terms came out. I did not see this reported anywhere, but I went on the old uh, spot track, spot track again. Don't know. Uh, but it's three years, $22.5 million, 13 guaranteed at signing. It's his signing bonus. Plus 2023 salary, that's fully guaranteed. 2024 salary, fully guaranteed. And there is an out in his contract after 2022. So three years, $22.5 million, $13 million guaranteed at signing. So actually, it's th- two years. Um, and then $13 million? Yeah. So it's two years because his signing bonus, he got that money. And then his base salary this year and next season. So he'll be the starting safety at least for two years here in Carolina. Maybe for a third season but the Panthers can save some money if they do decide after the 2022 season during the 2025 offseason that they want to part ways. His market value, uh, according to that same website, whose name I don't necessarily know actually how to pronounce, is three was three years, $29.1 million, So that's $9.7 million per year. Carolina got him at $7.5 million per year. Now, that's just one website saying this is what they believe and perceive his market value to be. What it turned out to be, was three years, $22.5 million for the Carolina Panthers to get a starting safety for the next two seasons, possibly three with Von Bell, a guy who was a captain last year in Cincinnati. He's played in the Super Bowl, played in New Orleans, good player, excellent move for the Carolina Panthers to get him here to sure up that secondary and to put him next to Xavier Woods, who also restructured his deal with Carolina over the weekend. So loving what I've seen so far. Welcome, Andy Dalton. Welcome, Von Bell. Welcome, Shai Tuttle. And hopefully soon welcome Dalton Schultz. And, hey, Adam Thielen, come on down. We'll take you here. 
in Carolina. So we'll continue to talk all about free agency throughout the rest of the week. Maybe have a guest on the show. Not quite sure. It's so much going on where I feel like I can ride solo. But, you know, it's time to probably bring somebody back on the show, uh, break up the monotony of listening to me talk all the time. So we'll do that possibly uh, this week or next. But it's going to happen pretty soon. But that's going to wrap up this live edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show, so you don't miss any of these live episodes. If you do, our podcast is free and available. Free. Free and available everywhere where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show there. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday I will answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. As long as it's a good question... Always important, ask good questions. If you do, it'll be answered on the show, either at me or DM me on Twitter to participate, hopefully, on this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Locked On Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday.